All right, this week we are continuing our Christopher Nolan miniseries with a film that is... (laughs) I knew you were going to laugh, and I was trying really hard not to laugh. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Take two. Okay, this week we are continuing our uh, Christopher Nolan miniseries, if you will, with a film that, in my opinion, is not mentioned enough uh, in his filmography as one of one of his <laughs> classics. Uh, it's a film that um, asks the question, you know, what sacrifices are worth it? Uh, it speaks on rivalry. It speaks on um, progress and change and the fear of that change and... Um, also magic that's in there we have a great cast of Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale and Michael Caine and David Bowie Uh, of course I'm talking about Christopher Nolan's The Prestige uh, a film that I'm very excited to discuss with you Zach Hunter you mentioned that this film asks a question And we're going to talk about that, but I have a more important question that I would like to ask this film, but through you, because I'm talking to you about the film. Yeah, I'm following. And that question is, but is the prestige good? You didn't say anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're professional. Oh, I love it. Okay, here we go. And cue theme song in three, two, one. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Hello, sir. Are you eating string cheese? I am. Do you? Just for I, all our <laughs> listeners at home, just so we can get that out. What I want to do at the top. Before we even say who we are, what we're here, do you do you take the time to pull the string cheese into strings, or do you just eat it? Or I does don't it eat depend on your cheese. mood. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fascinating. <not> a <laughs> string cheese is a healthy snack that an adult can eat. A toddler would choke on this if they tried to shove this down. Um. <laughs> No joke. I, f- I feel like I would just eat the cheese. Cool, cool. You know I mean, I feel like I just take yeah. a bite. I mean, I have eaten string cheese, and when I have, it's just take a bite. Mm-hmm. When did you eat it? When? Like, how old were you? I mean, it's been uh, numerous times over the years. When's the last time? Probably years ago. Were you a toddler? Or I might have had a bite of Hollis's. <gasps> oh wow, he's less than two years old. So that means in the past two years you've had string cheese. So the truth is, I'm a liar. <laughs> Welcome to the But Is It Good podcast. <laughs> I am your host Zach Olson, and I am your host Hunter Callahan. And we're here to talk about a movie. When we're going to ask the question, but is it good? That's why. That's that's the name that's of the, the thing. Why it's called. Yeah. That's why it's called what it is. That's why we do this. Um, and if you like the fact that we asked that question, or you like that the fact that we're witty, and we have good senses of humors, and 
we are Braves fans, and yeah, things like that. You should uh, you know review this podcast and give it five stars, um, or whatever how many stars you think. You should follow it. You sub- should subscribe, and you should tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram. If you don't like us, then you don't have to do anything. Actually, you can you can just you can go to your room. Especially if you're a Mets fan. <clears throat> you know, I was at the grocery store today, uh, and I saw, like, three people wearing Dodgers shirts, mm. and I just, like, made a little, like, ha-ha joke. I was like, you're in, you're in enemy territory, ha-ha, and they were like, yeah, we know we're from L.A. They flew here to go to the, like, they flew here to go to three Dodgers games against the Braves. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if they're, like... Um, like not, I don't know if reporter is the right word, but you know, do you do you follow like the the battery? What's it? Uh, battery power, the form and stuff. No, <clears throat> no. There's like, I feel like most teams have one, and like ours okay. is called battery power, and I think some of the guys. Um, oh, like the blog. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like some I of the guys you. will like will like follow the team, and I know there's one for LA, so maybe it's something like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, and we will be in one of those games, actually. Me and Zach, yeah, we're, we're, we're going on Tuesday. Tuesday, yep. I'm going to get to see Freddie for the first time in a Dodger uniform. Uh, I'm going to get to, because I've seen Freddie in a Dodger uniform. Yeah, you saw him the day he did his first game back, right? His first game back, it was a big thing. There was this, like, grown man, I'm and I'm a grown man, too, but this, like, grown man next to me just like crying and he was like someone's cutting onions and then I was crying too and it was a big thing so this time is going to be different because he's been a Dodger for a year now uh Spencer Strider is going to be pitching so that'll be fun and it looks like the the Dodgers might go with a bullpen game because they also have a lot of injuries in their rotation yeah and they have a starter slated for tomorrow and they have a starter slated for Wednesday but no one no one for Tuesday so it looks like but anyways, we'll talk about that stuff during the Braves Minute. We're here to talk about a yes, movie called The Prestige. It's a Christopher Prestige. Nolan movie. It came out in yep. uh, 2006. This is in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, actually. Yep. Um, I didn't realize that he didn't go like one, two, three with the, the trilogy. That he, oh, yeah, because he made Inception he did this. Dark Knight. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So he did, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna yeah, and he, like he have a little had, sentence, and you took it. <laughs> I think he had he had originally said he wasn't gonna do a third one either. So, um, but we're not discussing Batman; we're discussing his non-Batman films, or a few mm-hmm. of them. Um, and Zach, we can get started. And I'm gonna ask you this first because I it's the uh, the inverse of last week where I had not seen the film and you had, and I have seen this movie numerous times and you had not seen this movie. So, your first thoughts on the Prestige. Uh, I, so I was texting you while watching this film and I, I was telling you that I'm not into like magician movies. I think they're stupid, like in general. I don't know. I'm just not into like stage magic. Don't tell Chase. Um, (laughs) Hey, Chase can do magic tricks for me all day because it's not stage magic. He's not up there with the trap door. True. Right. He's giving me like a signed card that shouldn't be in his hand because I signed it and it's in my hand. You know, it's different, right? Um, all that to say, this was, this was brilliant. Um, it's twisty, it's turny, it keeps you guessing. Uh, the Christopher Nolan special where 
the answer is right there at the beginning if you're paying oh, yeah. attention. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, which is which is great. I will say, and this is a non-spoiler section. I have qualms with the um, with one aspect of the 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 final act, if you okay. will. Okay. So what is, uh, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I have qualms. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like within within his own logic and like with how like tightly wound, not tightly wound, like how how like clean all of his other films are. It feels like this one ends a little messy. And okay. I, and we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, I love this movie. I remember when I saw it, I was like, the hell. You know what I mean? I was just like, what? And my only complaint about this movie, and it's not even one that's really, in my opinion, it's not even a valid complaint. It's that when you watch it again, it's not as exciting. Because. Sure. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It is like. It's like, how did I miss this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so obvious. But I also think it's interesting to rewatch it because there's a lot of um, real world, like within the film logic that they talk about that explains like what you're experiencing as you watch it too. Sure. There's a yeah. lot where like, um, like um, what's his name? Cutter. Well, I'll talk to you later because later, that, that's, I don't want to get any anywhere close to spoilers. You'll talk um, to me later. Okay. I'll talk. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to right. it. I'll talk about all it. All right. Later. I'm gonna hang up. Okay. okay. I'll see you later. Okay. I, okay. All right. Okay. I, bye. 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 <laughs> um, no, but I think it was great. I, I, um, again, it's really fun to watch like a small world, Chris Nolan movie. That's sort of like a, you know, it's not yeah, some yeah. grand thing. Um, but I think what it what it says is really interesting, and the questions that it that it. Um, poses and there's, there's a lot of subtle but interesting themes that, that, that kind of go with it, you know, like rivalry and the cost of quote unquote greatness, you know, um, and are those sacrifices worth it? But there's also you this. You gotta like, get your hands dirty. Yeah, but there's also this like false sense of freedom that comes with sacrifice and what you think you're getting, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, right. and, but this also is one of the only films that he's done that I can think of, besides maybe Tenet recently. That and like even Interstellar sort of, but in Interstellar he consulted like you know quantum physics and astrologists. But this one he takes some liberty with like technology, and he's like, hey, let's make this machine do this. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, which yeah, is I interesting. I, I think it's cool, but it is a little different for him. Because if you watch his Batman movies, everything's grounded in reality and like making it possible. And in this, he was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Let's have David Bowie show up and do this." Um, but anyway, Which I loved David it. Bowie plays a real person from history. Yes, that is true. And that real person from history, there's a lot of mis- mystery around him and like what he actually accomplished or was was accomplishing. Um, all of his technology and all of his patents are somewhere held by the government. They don't want the, yeah. the public to know because it's too yeah. powerful. It's interesting, though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really love this movie. I, I mean, I love all this stuff, but I think this one, unfortunately, doesn't get the praise that it should. Um, let me actually look real quick. It is sitting at... It's like see, in it's, the 70s. It's at 76. I'd give this a little higher, but... Um, Oh crap! I just—that's the end of the podcast, I guess. 
Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's time for me to move in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Movie in a minute. This oh. is the part of the... I do the song when you're sorry, finding sorry, the timer, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Movie in a minute. I'm trying to sing the exact same thing that you were singing. Movie in a minute. He's got 60 seconds to talk you know about a like? movie. Ugh. Movie in a minute. <laughs> movie in a minute. Like. Ah. That's not what I said. Ooh, ah. All right. Um, I guess I'm ready. Are you ready to listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, spoilers ahead. Um, oh, yeah. Um, for a, for a uh, 15-year-old movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a 15-year-old movie that I didn't know the end of. That's so. true. That's true. This, there are spoilers ahead. This is a twisty-turvy film. So, you know. Uh, here we go. We're going to start in three. It's prestige in three, two, one. Okay, we see Michael Caine. And he's telling the story about, you know, what the, the was it the pledge, the turn, and then the prestige. Uh, we, he, I'm not sure what happens, but Hugh Jackman gets a diary. He's reading this diary. Go back in time. Christian Bale, which is, uh, I forget their names. Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, they're working for a magician. They're learning. Uh, they're doing this trick. Christian Bale's character ties a knot. Hugh Jackman's character's wife dies. So they had this hated, like, hated rivalry. One of each other. And then Christian Bale has this trick called the Transport of Man. Hugh Jackman becomes obsessed with like becoming a better magician, having a better trick. He goes and finds David Bowie, who's Nikola Tesla. Tesla builds this machine that surprisingly clones him, creates a new duplicate of him. So then Hugh Jackman uh, makes this crazy trick. Uh, he kills himself each night, but then a new version appears, and then Christian Bale gets framed for uh, his murder, but then Hugh Jackman's alive. He's like, ha-ha, I'm still alive. And then Christian Bale's like, I have a twin brother, psych, so I'm still alive. And then he kills Hugh Jackman and gets his daughter back. The end. Brilliant. That was my best work yet, I think. Yeah, that was pretty good. The part where you were like, I don't remember what happens, uh, was the part where uh, Borden watches Angier drown. Yeah, but I couldn't remember how. I couldn't remember. I know what it was. I know what it was. It was that, and then he's in prison, and in Lord Caldso, or whatever his name was, gives him the. But Angier is reading his diary, but that is. That is before he gets the machine, right? In the timeline. Because what it is. of yeah, course, that, but that, but it's that, it's a nonlinear was, film, Hunter. No, no, yeah, no. I was thinking, <laughs> I, 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 I knew that he was reading the the diary, and that that's how he started over. But I couldn't remember like where, the diary catches up to the film, and then we're like present. Okay, I got you. Um, I did my best, Zach. Is what I'm trying to. You, you did really good. You did so really good. You see this? This is my back. Can you get off of it? You showed me your chest. I, I said this. This is my back. Back here. But I. Okay. Yeah. That's there you back. go. <laughs> <laughs> you see this? <laughs> Get off. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now we're we're talking about the movie proper. Proper. I haven't seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a dad. Where <laughs> it's true. Where would you like to begin? At the beginning? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 can I ask you something first? And it's going to jump right to the end. Well, I don't want to do that because that jumps right to the end. 
Okay. Um. Well, yeah, I, I, I'll go ahead and ask you. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it's your episode. I want to do what you want to do. Well, I just, uh, the burning question that I have is, did the twist land for you? Um, the twist, the, the, the Borden twist, the Christian Bale twist, absolutely yes. 100% yes. I did really? not see that coming, even though I should have. Uh, I, I had no idea that there were two of the, two, two of him. That was, that was really well done. The, uh, reality of how, um, the, the, the twist where Angier isn't actually dead and he's Lord Cadlow. Caldlow. Cald, Caldlow, sorry. Uh, and, and there's like a hundred or like 500 dead hymns in the basement. No, uh, that did not hit for me. I didn't like that. <laughs> That's the thing that I did not like. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll come back around to the beginning, but why not? Because because it's like duplicating people, because it's cloning, and it's, the, what, it's 1800s? Well, it doesn't feel grounded first and foremost, but if we suspend disbelief and go down that rabbit hole, uh, I don't think it works. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me. Based on things that happen in the film... Uh, uh, do you, do you want to talk about it now? Like, what do you, yeah, <laughs> what would you like I to mean, do? That's fine. Now that we're on it. And I'll, okay. I'll circle back because I just want to talk about the, the twin brother thing. And then, and that can take us back to the very beginning. Cause I, okay. Watching that, knowing that was really interesting to me. Yeah. So the, the film, <sighs> so cutter, cutter's the thing that, that makes the least sense in, 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 in this instance because cutter is is uh angier's like engineer right Mm -hmm. is is like engineer guy so he knows that every single night angier is killing himself he has to right he has to know that because he has to keep getting the the vats to put the dead bodies in because that's like his is part of his job correct um so yes but i also there's a scene where like He's like, I don't want you backstage on this one or something like that. Correct on this one, right? Because he didn't want him yeah, I, because he didn't want him to be implicated, and he didn't want him to be part of the trial for the murder because he knew that uh, uh, Christian Borden. He knew that Borden was going to come down there. I guess he had spotted him in the crowd. This had happened enough times. Later on in the film, he says, "I tried to keep you out of this. I tried to keep you away yeah. from this." Correct. I took that. Yes, I see. I think for me that landed as Cutter didn't know. There's no way that Cutter didn't know. Where are all the bodies under the stage? Well, he was. Is he, he the was, only one he, under the? Is that his theater? It's not. Yeah, I think he was doing it in the sense of like, from from how I took it. It's asinine, uh, Hunter. <laughs> it's, this well, is, but, this like, is insane. He had, he, he had like You're trying to blind, defend this is insane, okay? He had like the all all the blind people. But, sure. but to your credit, to your credit, like there is like okay, Cutter knows everything. So he Cutter had to, to have known because his yeah. job is to like get the props and everything. So why would he be getting like five hundred vats of water or whatever the hell, you know the chamber mm-hmm. that they do the, the escape in? Why would he do that over and over and over again? Or is Angier doing it on his own with fucking blind people? Like, are you telling me that? That, that they're, what? like, driving and going and picking up all these items and bringing well, them in? Well, Meanwhile, the, the owner of the theater has no idea that there's 500 dead clones underneath the stage? <laughs> like, it's just insane, okay? But 
so I, I, I need you to accept that Cutter knows what's okay, going on. Right. He just didn't go down there. He no. wasn't supposed to go down there that night. Okay. I don't want you to come down here for this one because he okay. said that. He didn't say you're not allowed down here ever. He said, I don't want you mm-hmm. down here tonight. Okay. That is true. That is true because if, if he's – well, hold on a second. Let me – for one last, one last sake of, of the argument, right? The, the theater where all the bodies are is not the theater where the show happened. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's not. It's not. They take, at the end, when the theater burns down and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're at Caldlow's, Caldlow's, sorry, Hannah texted me, Hollis is trying to sleep, so I'm going to be a little quieter. Okay. Caldlow's theater, and it's like dilapidated and like run down and crappy. Okay, so who took the bodies out then? If if the theater well, that they're performing at, someone had to take bl- that body. It's the blind people. Um, hold on a second, hold on a second, because Fallon sees them, or Fallon, quote unquote, Borden sees them moving these things each night. They So, okay, hear me out here, Hunter. Okay, okay, okay. Why does Cutter, at the beginning of the movie, which is in between, uh, in between the death and uh, him finding out who Lord Codlow is, why does he say, we need to get rid of this machine? It's evil. It's real magic. He knows, Hunter. You got me. Okay, yep, fair. He absolutely fair. knows. Okay. okay, all right. So then, if he knows that, that, that Angier is killing himself every single last night... Thing. Sorry, last thing. <laughs> what, if he just simply, what if he just simply believes that it's transporting him? But he built the trap door, right? They have a trap door there. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, you got There's it. There's a trap door on the stage. You got me, you got me. You Am got me. I wrong? <laughs> yep. You're, you're, you're right. And he was there when they were testing it and all this stuff, so he knows what is happening, okay? But he wasn't there for the first test. <laughs> no, he wasn't there for the first test, but he doesn't have to be. Just because okay. he didn't see it the first time all right. okay. doesn't okay. mean that he doesn't know what's going on, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm dragging. So, in that instance, which is true, I, I will not accept <laughs> you trying to convince me that that's not true, because he's like, this is an evil machine, Lord Cadlow can't have this. We need to destroy this as soon as possible. Uh, why then, later in the movie, does he say, I saw you die right in front of me? It makes no sense. Because I don't think he's supposed to know. No, he has to know, Hunter. He has to. It's, a, it's an inconsistency which is so unlike Christopher Nolan. That's what I'm saying. I, There's I an think, inconsistency here. I think he knew... I think he knew. <laughs> I think he knew he was doing something like risky, and that it was like beyond his understanding. But I don't think he knew he was killing himself every night. His job is to know what's going on with the tricks. That's yeah. literally his position. Maybe I, I, suspended my belief in the other there's direction. no there's no way that he would just like see he's always down there he's like getting his suit on for the next trick doing all this stuff and then he's like when i do the trick with the water thing that's new it's this different one from yesterday get the fuck out of here and don't come back like that doesn't make any sense he would have to do that every night and they did like i mean it's like a residency program right so it's monday well, through they had, friday they had planned 100 shows 100 shows i don't know right? if they ever got to it but that's just insane. You can't you can't convince me of that that he he didn't know because it's right under the stage, with the trap door that I'm sure Cutter built. 
because that's his job. Well, or was that was Zabdor already there from from like a previous show? But, but who's there, but, who's opening but there, it? But there was a platform. There was a platform. Also, the whole idea of the cloning thing—I just don't buy. Like, I don't. Well, I don't yeah. like it. No, I know that's so. I, I don't like it. But Cutter knew, like, okay, Hunter. Cutter okay, right. knew. Okay. okay. He had to have. Well, that implicates Cutter in letting one of the Borden twins die. Right. That's right. And it doesn't make sense because he he feels remorse, right? He's like, no, I saw you die. There's no way that this is this is possible. But he had to have known, based on everything that we know about his position, and 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 the fact that that Andrew said, "Not tonight. Don't come down here tonight." He didn't say, "You're never allowed down here. What are you doing? So Get he out." Said, he said, "I I told you I, I don't want you backstage on this one." Yeah, that's a that's a very vague. Because to me, I took that as this trick on this show. No, but, but you took it as like tonight. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's right. We should just call up Chris Nolan and be like, hey, dude. Um, okay, fair. Fair. But I'm fascinated that the that you didn't see the Borden sw- switch coming. Why? Did you see that coming? No. But when I watch it back... Hold on a second. No, no, no. But I saw when I first saw it, I was like 15. But when I watch it back, I'm like, of course. And And Cutter actually says it. He says he's he's using a double. Um, but there's so many things. There's the, uh, you know, you don't love me today. I you know, I, the, I strongly home. doubt that if you watch this movie again for for the first time and you didn't know what was going on, it would be that obvious. Oh no, yeah, it's it's not. But that's why I think it's brilliant. Because there's even like a, a a thing where like I think Cutter says it in the movie. Where he mm-hmm. says something along the lines of like, I think he's talking about, I think it's the very beginning where he's talking about the pledge and the turn and the prestige. And he's saying like something about like, you know, during the turn or whatever, you make something disappear. And he's like, you're, you know, you're looking for the secret. Have you figured it out? But then he says, no, you haven't, of course, because you're not really looking because you don't really want to know. You know, and I think that's, I think that's what Chris Nolan's doing to the audience where it's just like, you're not actually looking for or, or you're like Angier, where you're like, this has to be, this can't be the simple answer. I just think that's brilliant. I think that's really interesting, and it's really a masterful filmmaking technique where it's just like, and it happens in so many movies that we don't realize where the answer is in the first two minutes. Sure. You know? And it's yeah. just like, oh, of course. Um, or it's blatantly said to us, like Cutter says, like, he's got a double. And Angier's like, no, that can't be, you know? Right. Um, I thought that was just interesting. I wanted to get your thoughts. It's interesting. I, see. I didn't know because I was waiting for the text from you to say he's got a brother or something, you know? Oh, I have another coup de gras. Okay. okay. Uh, when, oh, I don't remember at what point it is. It's at the very end of the movie um, and Cutter is talking to Angier and he says, do you remember when I told you, sorry, do you remember when I told you that that Why drowning's like going drowning's like going home. It's yeah. not. It's agony. Okay. So he knew. Okay. <laughs> he 
Okay, at that point, yes, he had to know because that's after he figured out that he was Lord Caldwell, right? I don't think it was. I think it was because they were putting the machine. Yeah, it is because he, Michael Caine passes Borden on the street. And that's when he gets shot. And that's when Hugh Jackman gets shot. It's the very end. So at that point, yes, he does know whether you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, you can't you're convince me. Hill. You're going to die You can't hill, convince you? me. Like the logistics of like two blind men. You know what? Keep talking. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with something. Two blind men carrying all these vats of dead. Also, where did he get all that money? Like, he wasn't that big, was he? Does a stage magician make that much money to become a lord? A lord hunter? Hold on a second. Yes. After after he blew all his money, spent giving it to Tesla, remember? All right, I'm reading it's just, it's It's ridiculous. Let's see here. So apparently this it's implied that uh let's see here. These I'm trying to see if no one's saying that. It seems like people think that Cutter didn't know. Huh? I'm trying to read this, and it's saying that it's implying that people seem to think that Cutter doesn't know. Hold on. Does Cutter know Angier's being being cloned? Cutter, <laughs> Cutter doesn't. Cutter can't know that the machine is a clone and a teleporting machine. He only knows that it teleports. But it doesn't teleport. It creates a clone somewhere else. He thinks that it teleports. But uh, this is actually to your credit in the sense that the movie has a f- massive flaw if Cutter knows, and you feel like it's not. It's not airtight enough to convince you that Cutter doesn't know. It's impossible for Cutter to not know. It's it's just it's it's his job is to be the backstage guy. That's his job, Hunter. It is true. But I took it as like I took it as uh he was kind of kept in the dark. How? Because because he's saying if, if he did know that it clones, he wouldn't have testified against Borden. And also, wouldn't be surprised that Codlow is 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 Angier. He knows that ma- that the machine is dangerous because he believes that Borden must have done something to it when Cutter saw him below the stage. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It says, as we clearly see in the movie, it took just seconds for Cutter to find Borden. I think, though Angier kept Cutter out of the backstage, he was managing things left by him, so he could have easily found the trick behind the magic, which was real science. Is to curiosity. Okay, so this person was on your side saying that. Even if he was kept out, kept in the dark, he could have easily found something that implied. Interesting. But let's go back to the very beginning. As the movie as a whole, um, 
Does he do a water escape during the show, like his final show? He does, Not- doesn't he? Because he says, uh, just to tell you how dangerous this is, I once knew a young woman who died performing this very trick. So he does. I'm trying to think why else the, the water thing would be there, and that's that's a yeah. reason. So you're saying that he did that trick, then a uh, a blind man... Got that thing from on top of the stage, under the stage, with no ramp because it's stairs. We see the stairs. So <laughs> a blind man carries this thing down the stairs on his own, right? Replaces the lock with a real lock, all so that uh, uh, Hugh Jackman can kill himself every night. What do you think of the... Well, yes. <laughs> and and the, the, the like main behind-the-stage guy... Who's supposed to be, who testified in court that he's the only one who knows exactly how the trick works. Which is false, apparently. So he he gave false testimony in a court of law. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. We shouldn't have started with this, because now I'm going to be stuck on it the entire time. (laughs) Um... What do you think of Tesla? What do you think of of that of of his inclusion in this film? And n- yes, you can mention the cloning thing, but like, make that last. Like, what do you think of? What else is there to talk about? You know, what I'm saying like <laughs> like what he represents, the obsession, and like the because he he has a very he has a line that I think in, in, encapsulates the whole movie where he's saying, you know, the first time I tried to change the world, I was held as a visionary, but the second time I was asked to retire in the sense of like. And he seems self-aware that his obsession with scientific progress has, like, basically led him down this road that's he can't come back from now. There's a lot of allusions to... Did you just roll your eyes? <laughs> yeah, I did, because I... Th- my understanding of Nikola Tesla <laughs> isn't, isn't that he had this obsession that led him down this dark road and led to his ruin. It's that he was blacklisted because people didn't understand what he was doing and they were more able or more willing to understand wires what Edison transporting yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so his his portrayal in the film i was like oh cool tesla this is going to be this is going to be awesome and i didn't really like his portrayal in the movie really <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's Bowie, though. I mean, it I is mean, Bowie, and I love Bowie. And Bowie did a great job with the 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 script that was given to him. But uh, I don't know. This is we are talking about the one thing that I don't like about this movie <laughs> is the okay. Tesla thing. Well, let's and talk about the things that you it, do like about this movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the the back and forth, the way that they're reading each other's journals, um, and. I don't know. I just think it's brilliant the way that they they pop back and forth. Uh, the the way that they both are obsessed with each other, right? Because it's not just they're yeah. obsessed with magic. They're obsessed with their career and like being the best. But they're like routinely going to each other's shows and like sabotaging one another, like on you know. Intent. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm pouring my whiskey shot. Okay. You need one early because of my bullshit. Yeah. I'm just going to drink the whole bottle. Um, who do you think is a better uh, better magician? Uh, I think that uh, Borden is the better magician because he doesn't need supernatural stuff to, to, to yeah. do his thing, right? 
And because he, I mean, Borden is right when they go to the the show uh, where the guy, the old like crippled guy, is Chinese like guy, yeah, yeah. is uh, doing the the magic tricks, and he's like, no, that's the trick. It's it's the act. And he's like, why would he be doing that after the show? That's ridiculous. But that is the trick, and mm-hmm. and that's what Borden is, and that's what Borden does. And uh, it, if I watched this movie a second time, I think it would be more clear to me when it's because there's there's two Bordens, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's like showman Borden who is good on stage, I think, and then there's the one that's like. <laughs> just not you know yeah but but in order to to do what he's doing so what they're doing so effectively they don't just like have like oh this is my part and that's your part they switch off right Mm -hmm. like the the other one goes home with sarah and he doesn't even like her right yeah so that's like a whole part of the the magic of it yeah, and, and I, I I think that that Borden is the the superior magician for sure. Would you say that Angier is a better showman? Well, better than well, one of, of them co- at least. Of course, yeah, he's better than one of them for sure. Um, but 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 Borden's trick is is um, is is unique because he does it first. It's his idea. It's it's a it's a. Angier becomes famous off of another man's trick, I would mm-hmm. say, you know? Yeah. And that that's kind of the the whole thing at, at the end where he, I think he says, like, it takes nothing to steal another man's trick. Um, and it seems like Angier has this obsession of just, like, I, get, I think he says, like, I win. Like, at the end when he, like, steals his daughter... And he's like, I win. And Andrew's like, this is not a blood, this ain't a bloody competition. <laughs> um, right. Uh, and it just became this obsession of, you know what's funny? Is it's like, <laughs> this is going to be so weird. It reminds me of a line from General Hux in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> okay, take take me on this journey. What? <laughs> Where he says like, um, I don't care if, if, if I win, I just want Kylo Ren to lose. Where it's like Angier becomes obsessed with just bored and losing and he has to be the winner. Like he has to beat him somehow that it destroys everything. You know, all that matters is no longer being a great musician, great, uh, you know, showman or magician. It's making sure that, and that, and that Borden loses, mm-hmm. um, and loses everything. Um, and what what cost like what is that willing what's he willing to sacrifice and it's funny because like Borden has this this passion and this obsession and so devoted to his craft that he only lives half a life right like he only half the time he's another person and has to be somebody else and doesn't get to see his wife or his daughter and the other half is tied to a family that that's not his and all these things um but on the flip side, they're both willing to share the prestige, right? Like, uh, the whole reason uh, Angier's original transporter man doesn't work is because he gets jealous of the guy, of, of his lookalike. That he yeah. wants to be the one who gets the praise and gets the applause. He's not willing to let that go. And there's a point where he, he even says, like, I don't care about m- 
my wife. I need to know a secret. Like he becomes so consumed by it. So there is more sacrifice to an extent on Borden's part. And therefore he is the better magician. He's the better magician. But still is that sacrifice worth it? You know, like is he, he's not happy. He's not free. He's so constrained. Um, but actually there's one of the Borden's, sorry, I'm almost done. Even at some point, one of the Borden's even says like, we're done. Let's leave him alone. Me and you will see him alone. We're done. He can have his trick. And then at the end, when Borden gets hung, hanged, uh, he's talking to Fallon, and he says, like, I'm sorry. Like, I should have listened to you. I should have left him alone. You know, I'm sorry. So it seems like at least one of them was like, this is too far. We're done. You know? But anyway, that, that was a lot of just word vomit. But um, I think that that question of, like, are these sacrifices worth it for the passion, for the greatness? Is it really right. worth it, you know? Is it? What do you think? Is it worth it? Who do you think sacrifices more? Uh, well, Borden 2, Borden B uh, cuts off two fingers. Yep. Borden A gets two of his fingers shot off. Yep. Um, Borden... Um, because only half of him loves his wife, she kills herself. Uh, whereas, I mean, Angier is killing himself every single night. But he implies that he doesn't know if he is. He doesn't know if he's going to be the one who gets transported or cloned. But it has to be... It has to be consistent. It, right, right, right. Because with the because hat, the hat they do the. There's a bunch of hats. There's a bunch of cats. The the hat stays there. So he pushes that button, drowns himself, and then mm-hmm. the other guy takes over every single night. So it, my issue with this, and this is from somebody who thinks that Cutter doesn't know, like I'm on that bandwagon. Uh, so my issue with it is that when you break it down, he's still not achieving what he so badly wanted. He's still not the guy who gets to to be, the, be to have the prestige. Actually, I guess he is for 24 hours, right? He appears, gets the applause, and then he kills himself that, that next night. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's also implied that he has, like, the memories of the other guy, right? So... But how could there be a continuity? See, this yeah. is another issue, right? How could there possibly be a continuity in, in like thought and memory if there's two of them? Wouldn't he remember drowning if there was a continuity in thought? Or is it a whole new person? Well, I think that's, I, from, from, from how I took it, is it would be like, so the original Angier, called Lo or whatever, his actual, whatever his actual name is, because he implies Angier. That, well, he implies earlier that, that he changes his name because he wants to save his family the embarrassment so he might have always been called low whatever whoever he is there's a point where it's it's the real him right he tests the machine another him shows up he shoots him right so it's implied that the one who shot is still the original correct yeah because that was the one standing in the machine he pulled the no 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 no, because he pulled the lever and then stepped into the no, machine. I, yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's like 
He pulls the lever and then steps into the machine. And the other clone that pops up was next to the lever and picked up the gun. And he's trying to say, no, 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 I'm the real one. And he sh- gets shot. So uh, that one starts the cycle. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain. Well, let's just say that at that point, the original Angie is still alive, for, for the sake of argument. So he knows what it does. He knows how to do, how to do the trick. My... Oh, interesting. What's so interesting? From what I w- would gather is that he he does the show, right? He steps onto the platform. He's like, let's do the trick. I'm about to kill myself. He pulls the lever. He's duplicated the original one from the platform, goes into the fat. He drowns to death. The one is that's duplicated is transported up to the rafter, to the, to the, to the seats, right? Which also doesn't make sense because how did he calibrate it to go like yeah, there? I'll give you that. That's true. That I guess he just figured it out. But to me, it would be okay. The one that just became a duplicate has the memories up to the point of transportation. So to him, it would seem seamless. This is stupid. <laughs> this is a stupid yeah, idea, right? And it's a cop out because because the whole premise of the film Hunter is that you present an object, you take it away, and then you bring and it then, back. And then you bring it back. And rather than having some really, really cool, like, uh, uh, logical way of doing this, he goes supernatural. And it's just, it's stupid. I'm sorry. Like, I love Christopher Nolan, and I really like this film, but this is stupid. And this is not... This is, I would say this is a step beyond what Tenet does. And I love Tenet too, but like Tenet, I can follow. Like, it's like, okay, he steps into that thing. He's going backwards because like it works within its own logic. There aren't these little holes of, there's no cutter. (laughs) There's no, there's no cutter to fuck it all up. Or there's no question of what's the through line between the duplicates. Right. And that's the premise that's the premise of the film is that time is moving forward, but for some people it's moving backwards. And like, that's, that's what the film is based on. But the beginning of this film is like, it's telling you, we're going to take you on this journey. We're going to show you something, take it away and then bring it back at the end. And the way that they do it, it's like they're cutting, it's like he's cutting corners. He's just, Oh, let's have a machine that makes clones. (laughs) I don't, but, but with, with, with Borden, it, it's more grounded because they do that with Borden. Yes. They, they Borden's, is, Borden's is good. And that's what I and said at the beginning. Back. His twist, I really, really like. And they could have done something else with Angier. Honestly, like, it's just, it's insane to me. <laughs> it's crazy that, that you and other people could possibly think that Cutter doesn't know. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I should have started with that. Oh my god. Do you think do you think Cutter knew that Borden was going to go kill him? Cuz he walks right past him. He looks at him. I think, right? I think at that point, yeah, I think Cutter was on Borden's side at that point. It, he had gained yeah. empathy for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I really liked, you know, it's interesting and, and this is going back to uh, you know, I I do think Borden's arc is a stronger one. I really liked uh, just all the signs, man. Just because there's even at the very beginning where, well, one, you know, Cutter's talking to Borden's daughter. Like, that's the very beginning of the movie. But the, you know, when he's talking about tying the knots, and mm-hmm. then Cutter's like, I don't get it. Some nights you just don't get it, do you? 
and it's just it's so there's so many little things where it's just like you know you're this one day and this the next and it's like yeah because there's two of them I just I just think those things throughout the movie are really really brilliant um what'd you think of uh did you think of a young Scarlett Johansson in this movie I, I, I didn't realize that she was in this when I first watched it you know you know well, I just I think it's it's fun seeing like, for some reason I think seeing, like Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson in like a Chris Nolan movie like, it's just it's just interesting to me. I think it's really cool because he uses a lot of the same actors, obviously. Like I think Michael Caine yeah. is in Oppenheimer, I believe. Maybe well, not. and he has actors that he he brings back a lot, mm-hmm. but you notice that he didn't bring Hugh Jackman back because his plotline sucked because he <laughs> we went supernatural with it, right? No, no, no. I think that uh, Scarlett Johansson and and Hugh Jackman both did a good job. Uh, I don't think it was. It w- I wasn't like, oh, this is Scarlett Johansson. Well, you no, know? I know. Um, and who was the girl? Uh, Sarah, who plays Sarah? Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Um, oh, and Andy Circus. Andy Circus is uh, Tesla's uh, assistant or whatever. Um, yeah, that was cool. Anyway, yeah, I I understand that we rambled on about the the plot holes, but um, I think it's a great movie. I do think it's a great movie. You you raise some very valid points, Zach. Some very valid points. I'm not sure if I'm convinced that Cutter knows, but I will give you that the supernatural points are interesting for a Chris Nolan film. It's 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 an interesting choice, and. It's just any other film, any other film, it's like we know this is true because we can we can follow the 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 plot lines. We can we can line this up like whatever and we know that this is the case. And in this one, I think it's obvious that there's a plot hole, but at least we can agree that there's room for for debate on it and that's uncharacteristic of Christopher Nolan, is it not? It is. It is. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find the moment. Like I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been listening to you, but I've been trying to find the moment where uh, he's he says not this time, or whatever Are you like, he says. Like looking at the actual movie. I am watching. Yeah, I'm. I'm like going like ten ten seconds at a time. No, it's towards the end. It's towards the end. It's after he's revealed. It's it's after Michael Caine finds out that he's called low. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. I'm not positive. I don't think you're positive either, because I remember when he meets him, he says, I tried to keep you out of this. Yeah, just look around there. I'm trying to see some some reviews. Not quite every movie sucks reviews, but I'm curious to see if anybody... Um, if anybody talks about... Uh, Let me see. Any luck? Any luck? Yes. No. no. Uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. While you're d- doing that, we can wrap it up because we're we're pushing an hour. Um, we we spent a lot of time talking about the plot hole and the big and the ending and the issue with that, but. 
Um, I really did love this film, and I loved it when I first watched it. And watch, watching it back, did you find it? I, f- I found one thing that we were contentious about. Give me a second. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let me let me watch it in real time. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my sentence so you can do that. I still think it's it's a it's an underrated Chris Nolan movie. Yes, it does ask you to to s- suspend some belief with the Tesla and the duplicating machine and the transportation man and all that stuff. Um, but I feel like if you can buy into that, it's a lot of fun. And I think it's a, still a masterful film of sorts, like misdirection. And I think the Borden twist is really brilliant. Um, but I also think Chris Nolan can do no wrong. So there is that. Did you find it? Maybe. He's looking very intently. He's smiling. What's happening? I swear this is like a... a, It's filled with so many twists and turns, it's like a different movie than I watched. Because he's standing there, he puts the gun on the thing, right? And he like pulls the lever, and I'm like, okay, he's going to pop up and he's going to shoot himself. And no, it's it's bored and reading a journal? Like, what the hell? Where, Where does he shoot himself? Why would we... Go away from that. Oh, gotcha. I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can do this. I'm I'm not going to pause it because uh, we'd have to stop it like in Riverside. I'm making a mark of the time. I'm going to look up news while you do this. Okay. Okay, so I found the dialogue when he's talking about, uh, I don't want you back here. So he says, I told you, John, I don't want you back here on this one. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's my my last like my last word on the issue. If it was intended to show that he didn't like it, he doesn't want him back there on this trick. Uh Christopher Nolan could have done this on any other night that he was doing the trick. It happened to be the very same night that Borden goes down there. Okay. So it's okay. very confusing, is it not? So it, se- it seems like there was all like this elaborate ruse. Correct, because he says, "I don't want you to. I, d- I don't want you down here on this one." And then later in the movie, when he's like, "You're alive. I thought you were dead. I saw your body." He's like, "I tried to. I tried to keep you out of this." What I thought he was saying was, "I tried to keep you out of the murder thing because I didn't yeah, want yeah. you down there that night because I didn't want you to be a witness at the trial. I didn't want you to be like blah blah blah." Right? Gotcha. It's just, you know, it's, you know what my question is? What's your question? Sorry, they're making me done. Is they always go to like the other person's show, like in disguise, mm-hmm. and they always get picked <laughs> every time. Or do you think that they go like every every single night with a different disguise? And maybe, and Christopher Nolan's just showing us the one where they did get picked. Maybe, maybe because. To your point, if if there's if this was all part of some elaborate ruse where Andrew wanted to frame Borden, you know he he picked him knowing like he would sneak backstage to try and right. That's that's what I anticipate. That I could see that. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened because this happened every night. But that was the night that also if 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 Cutter <laughs> if Cutter never goes down there. Why did he go down there that night, Hunter? Why did he go down there and yell, because, what did you do? Because, because, remember he sneaks past and the guy, some guy, I guess he's blind, tries, he's like, Who, who's there? And he's like, I'm part of the bloody f- act, you fool. And then a second later, Cutter comes by and he says, who was that? And so I think he's, knowing that no one else is part of the act, he goes down there. 
But he wasn't supposed to be backstage. Because wasn't supposed to be backstage. Angier says, clearly, I don't want you backstage on this one. I told you, John. Okay. All right. But all of that said, <laughs> I still want to know, <sighs> but is the prestige good? Yeah, it's good. It could have been better. <laughs> it just could have been better. All right. Okay. There you have it. So what would you give it? It's a, it's a 76. on. Rock I'd give Davis. it a... Mm. All right, if we're talking like in it, it, comparing this to Marvel movies, it's like a fucking ninety-eight. Okay, okay. if we're okay. talking like in Christopher Nolan's filmography, I think seventy-six or like high high seventies is 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 accurate because okay, <laughs> it could have been better. <laughs> just just straight I'm up. Curious, Interstellar has a lower rating. Okay. That's which another we're, film we're, we're, where we're people probably could be nitpicky about the, the logic, and we'll talk about that next week, right? We're doing it sort of like next week, yes. I thought that was interesting. But it, there you go. The Prestige is a good movie. Uh, it's time for Every Movie Sucks. So let's see what everybody has to say about how shitty this movie is. Okay? We'll do a couple, and then we'll go into the news and wrap it up. I need a pop filter. Um, you can go first if you've got one. Sorry, I'm looking at uh, Christopher Nolan's um, like Rotten Tomatoes page. He was an executive producer on Justice League. Yep, also on Man of Steel. And uh, Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. Those are his lowest rated films outside of a film called Transcendence. I've seen that. It's a shit movie. Okay. Um, you can you can go first because I'm pulling up my reviews now or not my reviews. Uh, here's one. Here we go. <laughs> Half star. <laughs> this movie annoys me so much. It's so fucking good. Amazing characters, captivating story, cool twist. But holy shit, the ending made me so angry. <laughs> I think the fact that it was like, so good in the lead up was what makes it so bad. I've never been as angry with ending a movie as I am as as I was after. After watching this, I wrote this review. <laughs> I didn't, but yeah. Your name is Young Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. Sadistic Cat says, "In the days of old, the twist or trick used to be used in this movie would be called out for the cheap contrivance that it is." But alas, audiences don't expect much from movies anymore. Oh no, Zach, you froze on my side. Are you there? <laughs> Did I lose you? I think oh, I did lose you. Hold on. Try and talk. <laughs> I've been talking. I've been talking the whole time. Wait, there you are. There you are. You're back. I've been here. What do you mean I'm back? It it, it froze and you I couldn't hear you. Oh, I did, couldn't hear you. Did you finish the last sentence where it says, but alas, audiences don't expect much from music anymore? I did, and I'm excited to hear uh if we were talking over each other, if one of our audio got cut. I would assume since we're uploading to the cloud that, I don't know, we'll see. I think it's going to be fine. We'll see. Um, I'm going to see here. Uh, oh, so I got, I'm trying. Okay. Here's one. This would be on my... Uh, I'll do this one, actually. 
Half Star, the rogue critic, utterly confusing enigmatic story flow and editing, which not only degrades clarity, but also nullifies any sense of plot. Film has terrible plot twists, constantly vague story details, and many enormous plot holes and conveniences. Yet another terrible and misleading Nolan film, which suffers also from content rating F. See, now this person, I think, is just stupid because it wasn't filled with plot holes, right? Like, everything is crisp except for that that one aspect, in my opinion. Okay. So they're, they're wrong. Uh, An- An- Anya says, Such a huge disappointment. Finally, as a person of the same nationality as the great scientist Nikola Tesla, I was so thrilled that someone managed to bring up his name for his good deeds and discoveries. How I was wrong. Not only did they just scrape the huge meaning of his work in this film, the whole storyline is completely disconnected, complicated, and tastelessly written. From someone as great as Christopher Nolan, you would expect perfection. However, the time has proven that people change for the better. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Here's one. This is from Imde Shamalama. His 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 profile picture on Letterbox is M Night Shyamalan. Oh, M Night Shyamalan. His name is M Day Shyamalama. I got it. For my next trick, I'm gonna make this shitty movie disappear. Get Sh- Shyamalan, Jonathan Nolan. That's my last one. That was kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh you got any more? <coughs> uh, here's a haiku. Okay. It, it says a haiku. There's nothing. Hold on. There's nothing I hate more than Christopher Nolan or this dumbass film. <laughs> <laughs> on that, we bid everybody sucks adieu. Zach, give me a give me a theme song. Shindigs, shindigs, shindigs. It's time for the shindig. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm going to just speed through some news that I just looked up five minutes ago. Um, we got a new trailer for Disney's Haunted Mansion. We got a trailer for Extraction 2. Uh, Marvel's got some shows coming out, of course. Loki will debut, uh, Loki Season 2 will debut on October 6th. Echo will debut on November 29th. Um, John David Washington uh, is stars in the new trailer for the sci-fi movie, movie The Creator. Fast X has debuted at 54%. Who's so sad? Squid Game reality show will debut in November. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon got a trailer, which I have not watched, but it has debuted at 95%. Zach, how's the trailer? The trailer has a really good button. What does that mean? You don't know what a button is? I guess not. It's like the last shot of it. It's like the butt end, but they call it the button. It's it's like the last shot of the trailer that's supposed to like really Catch pull you. you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has a it has a really good one. Okay, I have to watch it. Um, apparently, Bradley Cooper was offered the role of Lex Luthor, but turned it down. It's a rumor. Um, I don't know how to say his name. Chwetel Eljafor uh, has joined the cast. He plays. Um, he's in Doctor Strange. He's Mordo. He has joined the cast of Venom Three. Uh, Zack Snyder has uh, he's in the news of course he had planned to reveal that the old gods in the DC universe were actually Kryptonians and that Ares was responsible for the crash ship in Man of Steel and implied that Diana was actually part Kryptonian because why not and then uh, lastly Indiana Jones 5 had received a standing ovation at 
the Cannes Film Festival, Cannes Film Festival, I keep saying that wrong, and uh, Harrison Ford got teary-eyed and emotional despite the low uh, debut score of 50%. Rotten. But I still want to see that maybe next, next month. So there you go. There's some news. I whipped it up really quick. I did really bad with news this week, so I apologize. Zach, how are the Braves doing? I I oh, just wait. thought of something else. What? Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> tell me real, real quick, real quick, please. I just thought of something else. Okay, Hunter? Okay. So, <clears throat> Borden, okay. uh, Borden knows who um, knows who Angier is, right? Yes. Both of them do, allegedly, correct? But Borden B lets Borden A or lets Angier up on stage and hold the gun, and then he shoots his brother's fingers off. Like he hands him the gun because he was Maybe. his engineer. Oh well, yeah, okay. And then Borden, whatever B. One on, on stage Borden recognizes him immediately. Correct, but the other Borden didn't. Why, how does that make sense? Maybe just maybe just missed it. So one of the Bordens is, is an idiot because he tied the wrong knot, right? And he, he, he didn't... He didn't... Maybe that's why he never talks. Anyways. How the Braves um, doing? The Braves are... They're doing they're doing well. They're, they're they're they've turned it around. We had a three game losing. We got swept by the the Blue Jays, and, and then since then losing streak, right? It was a four game losing streak, but we got swept by them in a yeah. three game series. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and we are coming off of a two game. We, I can't think. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry that you don't agree with me. <laughs> Um, uh, we just, uh, won the series against the Mariners, uh, Wait, the first time in like 12 years or something, which is, in, which is crazy, but yes, yeah. it is the first time in a long time. And now we are going to be playing the Dodgers for the next three days. And that's, that'll be exciting. Win or lose. I love, I love Dodgers series. I love Philly series and I love Mets series because those are like our biggest, rivals i would say right mm. like yep. the yankees are a big rival but it hasn't been this big rivalry in 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 since like the the in 90s the and 2000s the 90s, would you yep, say exactly yeah because we met like in the world series like i think two or three times and yeah. for the record the the yankees like you know mopped the floor with us a couple of times sure but for a while there it was braves and yankees and i would say i would say braves dodgers is a bigger rivalry as a whole, but because of last year, Mets Braves got reignited in a big way. Mets Braves is is huge. Every night, every night, Hunter. It doesn't matter who you're playing. There's Braves fans making fun of Mets fans and vice versa yeah. on social media. It's a, it's a whole shitstorm, and I love it. <laughs> and since there's a certain date, like last, over the last 162 games, the Braves have actually dominated the Mets. Um, but last year was over the tight. last. 162 it's probably closer than you think but over the last like like 12 games that we've played against each other it's oh, it's like we, it's like dominating it's like 10 and 2 or something like that yeah but because of the bleed up from like 19 20 21 um the Dodgers series were always so intense and then for the Braves to finally beat them was like so cathartic so i'm excited yeah, yeah. you know like i said earlier me and Zach are going to the game on Tuesday so against the Dodgers and we're actually also going to a game uh, in a few weeks against the Mets. Yeah, that'll be that'll be exciting. 
I'm excited for both. And I'm probably go, I'm probably going to a Phillies game. If you want to go to a Phillies game, let me know because they're like yeah, in between. I'd, I'd the to. Phillies are right after the Dodgers, right? Yeah, that'll be tough because it'll be like my birthday and stuff, and we got plans and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, is that it? Do you have more? Um, no. <laughs> well, Zach, that was very brave of you. Thanks. It's the yeah. It's time. You know. It's time for whiskey shots. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll do the thing. Thanks. It's the bravest thing I've done all week. Uh, there we the go. Phillies series. If you don't want to go to the Braves game, you can just say that to me, Hunter. You don't have to lie to me. I'm not lying. Because the, the Phillies game. <laughs> the Phillies. The Phillies series is not your birthday. It's the week before your birthday. Mm. It's this. It's, it's like this Friday. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. This week. That's like we're approaching. This week. Um, it's just, as you know, it's much, much tougher for me to go. <laughs> okay. There we go. Hey, the truth is, but I want the truth. I just like Sarah does. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't want to go. I would love to go. Um, yeah. But, uh, I also know it's Harvey's week and it's Harvey's birthday on Thursday. So inevitably we're probably doing something too. Um, which he is home. I don't know. I'm not sure if I told you that, but he is home. Um, good. it's good. Anyway. Whiskey shots? To whiskey. Oh, okay, hurry up. Now that he's gone, I can tell you guys that I just cannot stand him. That's why I don't want I, I, I don't want to go to <laughs> Hey, Zach, you're almost 30. You have like a week left, don't you? A week and three days, but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be 30. Uh, yeah. Yep, and then and then me and Trey are next. All right, to whiskey. To whiskey. To whiskey. Clink. <laughs> All right. Where can they find us? Where can us? they find us? Oh, you. Um, you can find us at B-I-I-G Podcast on Twitter. And if you add at Gmail to that, <laughs> you can email us at B-I-I-G Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We, I don't post very much, but I'm trying to. At Bud is a good podcast. Follow Hunter. That's me at Hunter Callahan Music. Follow Zach at Zach with an H. To the number, the T-H-A, future dot three one. And please say hello, like, subscribe. Um, you know, I'm trying to catch up on that stuff. But, you know, tell your friends. All that, you know, all, all, just all, that, all that stuff, all that stuff. Zach, you got anything else to add before we wrap it up? I have nothing else to add. I would just, I would just start ranting about the prestige again. And just so everyone's clear, would you like didn't know. <laughs> would you like that? Cutter new. Okay. Final word, cutter new. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Interstellar next week. We might have a guest. Maybe not. Maybe yes. Maybe no. Yep. Yes. Yes. We're Alec. Yep, Alec Toth is is going to be on. We're, it's not. We Can might have a, have a guest. We have a guest. I've well, told we, you. We hadn't talked about it besides like once. All right. We have a guest next week. Alex going to join us for Interstellar, and yeah, that's it. Peace up. Go Braves. Eight town. No. Peace up. Eight. We're gonna try it again. What? 
<laughs> Peace up. Okay. What do I do? You have to say A-Town down. What do you... Oh, A-Town down. <laughs> I'm going to end it there. Bye. <laughs> but is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.